Thank you. Thank the Lord for you. And Brother Murphy read that just like I wrote it. Didn't he do a good job? <laughs> I know the man. When they said he was going to introduce me, I was praying for the intervention of God. Okay. I signed all my emails to him, your thorn in the flesh. It's good to be with friends, and that's what you are. I thank the Lord for getting to be with you today. This is an exciting day. And God has something for every single one of us, not because of Judy Shaw, but because he's God. I mean, he's got something for us every single minute, every single hour, every single day. God has blessings abundantly for us if we'll just reach out for them, and that's the whole thing. So this morning, I'm going to talk to you for a little bit about the Spirit of the Lord was upon them. I'm going to be reading from Isaiah 11 and 2. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Now, this is in reference to the Lord, into Jesus. But you know what? He was the Son of God, and we are to be Christ-like. And whenever we are like Christ, you are going to see the same things demonstrated through us. The wisdom, the wisdom of God, the understanding, the counsel, the might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. And whenever we are living and walking within the spirit of God, now you know it just as well as I do. You guys that have pastored, you can tell when a member's kind of pulling back. You can tell when someone's kind of withdrawn and you say something's wrong. Something's not right. What is happening is that the Spirit of God, they're pulling away from God, and there is a difference. There's a difference in the Spirit. There's a difference in the attitude. There's a difference in the things that they say. But you have to understand, as children of God, we can walk, we can live, we can eat, we can breathe with the Spirit of God consuming us with us every day, everywhere we go, we can have the Spirit of God. You read Numbers 11. And this is, a, this is where the children of Israel were complaining. They were tired of the manna. Now, I know, I know, not in Huddleston, there's no one that ever complained. Okay, now that the coughing is over, and <laughs> I know that. But they, you know what happened? They forgot about crossing the Red Sea on dry land. They forgot about the wonderful blessings and things that God had done for them. So instead, it was a mixed multitude anyhow, and they started griping and they started complaining. Now, what happened was they were doing this to Moses, so then Moses turned on God and Moses started complaining. And that's what happens. Let me tell you something. A shepherd can only take so much. A man of God can only take so much. A woman of God can only take so much. Whenever you constantly are complaining, something is wrong with you. It is not the pastor. It is not the church. If you are eaten up with criticism, something is wrong with you. And, and I'm going to be real honest with you. I've thought about this a lot. But where's Brother Dave? I want to be, okay, he's Candyman. Forget it. When I was pastor's wife, I was the candy woman. And my husband said, they're going to walk by your casket and call you candy woman. What a way to go. What a way to go. Amen. How do you want to be remembered? Do you want to be remembered in love, that you loved others, that you worked for God, that you had dedicated your life, and that God used you, and there was something about you. The Spirit of God was on you, and there was something about you that whenever they talked to you, they could just feel the presence of God. Ooh, that's the way I want to be remembered. That's the way I want people to look on me and say, she loved God above everything else. 
But if we gripe and complain, we're going to miss the blessings of God. There's a story about this uh, little boy. His daddy had griped and griped. He'd fussed at his mama about the meal. And they were getting ready to eat. And dad said, bless him. God, we thank you for this food. We thank you for your bountiful supply. And went on. At the end of the prayer, the little boy said, I wonder which one he believed. He said, what do you mean? He said, I wonder what the Lord believed. If he believed your prayer or if he believed you were fussing about the food. What does God believe in our prayer life? Amen. But anyhow, we're going to get on back over to Moses. Number 11, 16, 17, 25. Moses was complaining. So God told him, he said, go pick out 70 men of God, 70 worthy men, 70 qualified men. And he said, and we'll read this, okay? And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand there with thee. And I will come down and talk with thee there, and I will take of the Spirit which is upon thee, and will put it upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with thee that bear it not themselves. Isn't that exciting? To be chosen, to be chosen, to be given a powerful Spirit of God that you are going to be used. Folks, it's not just 70 today. God's placed a calling on your life. God's placed a ministry on your life. God's placed a work on your life. And I want you to know he's got something for you to do, but he's got an anointing that goes with it. I've seen this young man right here under the power of God. I want you to know the Holy Ghost would come down. That wasn't Gene. That was God. That was the anointing. That was the power of God. And he's got it for every single one of us. So he picked out 70. He said, come to the tabernacle. 68 came. Two of them lagged behind. Two of them were somewhere else, really and truly. And I want you to know the power of God came down. Verse 25. And the Lord came down in a cloud and spake unto him and took of the spirit that was upon him and gave it unto the 70, 70 elders. And it came to pass that when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and did not cease. Now let me explain to you. Does God see in your spirit? Does God see something in you that he wants to draw it out of you and give it to the rest of the praise team? that he sees something in you that he wants to pull that out and he wants to bless you, but he wants them to be like that? Does God see something in your spirit, in your blessings, in your power that he wants others to see it? That's a scary thought. That's a scary thought to think that God doesn't see you worthy, that he wants other people to be like you. That is a scary thought, but you see, he saw it and he took the spirit. Now, I just imagine camp meeting. You think about it, 68 guys all there with Moses, and you think about the power of God sweeping through. I've been in those Holy Ghost services. You know what I'm talking about, where they start shouting and suddenly the bobby pins are flying. You know what I'm talking about. The power of God is so strong. Somebody's got to move. Somebody's going up this aisle, that one. The altar's filling up, and the power of God is so strong. I'll tell you, you can't sit still because the Spirit of God has just consumed this place. We were in church, and I was at the piano, and I looked, and I thought, where is that smoke coming from? 
come. I thought the house was on fire. I thought there was something wrong. And I began to see the Holy Ghost as he dwelt. He was running, I'll tell you, all over the place. People were receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost one right after the other after the other. Can you imagine the revival they were having with those 68 and they were so excited and they were feeling things they'd never felt before. They were feeling the Spirit of God. They were feeling the power of God as they'd never felt the power of God. And they ceased not. They couldn't stop. I've seen it before and you have too when people receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and they can start talking. They can't stop talking because the Holy Ghost is still all over them and they've still got the stammering lips. That's called the Spirit of God. That's called the power of God. That's called the Holy Ghost, folks. And I'm going to tell you, it's not something that you just flick a switch and it's off and on, but He will consume you. And all day, those that received it could not stop. They ceased not. Now, this is what's so funny. You know, the two that couldn't make it to the tabernacle, you don't outrun God. You don't outrun God. When God's got a purpose for you, when God's got a blessing, a plan for you, he just reached over where they were. And they began to prophesy. They began to rejoice. They began to start doing, worshiping the Lord. You see, God's got no limitations. You might outrun his, his hand. You, you might outrun his will, but you'll never outrun his hand. No matter where you are, God's got something for you. Exciting times. And they prophesied and seized not. Then later, there, Joshua's there. And Joshua, Numbers 11, 28, and 29. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of Moses, one of his young men answered and said, my Lord forbid them. That's Joshua. Looked over at Moses. He said, forbid them. Forbid them. And Moses said unto him, envious thou for my sake, would God, I wish to God that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. I wish the power of God would come down. I wish the spirit of God would come down and it start at the back and I'll tell you it just consumed every single one of us to where you could not sit still. I wish it'd be so strong that you just start beginning to feel the power of God and you'd have to move. You'd have to move. We were in Salisbury, Maryland, and I've never seen my mother run before in her life. Funniest thing. The Holy Ghost began to bless. It was wonderful. It was amazing. And my mother and my two sisters and I were on the third row, Salisbury, Maryland. Lord blessed. And then it calmed down. And my mother cried. I thought, okay, what's going on? So the Holy Ghost began to bless again. It was wonderful. And my mother's just bawling and squalling. And then she, it calmed down again. And my mother boo-hooed. She said, whatever, God, whatever. Holy Ghost began to bless in the church. And the first thing I know, I'd never seen my mom do it before in my life. That woman took off out of that seat. She come running across the front. She went down the center aisle. And as she would pass a row, the Holy Ghost would fall. And I want you to know the whole place was moved. I mean, people come running to the altar. That is the Spirit of the Lord. That is the power of God. And that is what the Lord has for every one of you. You say, Sister Judy, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to do some of that stuff. You do what God tells you to do. 
I never thought I'd run either, but the day he healed me of multiple sclerosis and they told me I'd never walk again, I want you to know I ran. I ran up the steps and I ran down the steps and my husband was not carrying me, but the spirit and the power and the healing virtue of God was carrying me all around. Whatever God tells you to do, that's what you do. Amen? But then, we're going to go on down, and I want you to look at another scripture. This is still Moses. And we're looking here, and he says in Deuteronomy 5 and 29 through 31. The people were talking about, well, Moses, he talks to you. God talks to you, you know, and we'd like to hear from God too. We do. Well, there was thundering and lightning. Great clouds came around, and I'll tell you what, they got scared. They got scared, and they looked, they looked over at, at Moses, and they said, I'll tell you what, you just going up that mountain, and you just talk to God, and then you come back and tell us, and we'll do whatever you say. No one, no one, get that horn off, no one, mash your emergency thing, and it'll quit, okay? No one can ever take your blessing that God has for you. Now, did you understand what I said? I may come and I may say, honey, God bless. We had the best service. It was so good. You say, oh, that's good. But you can't imagine the difference of being at home and hearing about it and being in church and suddenly just something comes over your body. You begin to weep. You begin to feel a joy and a strength and you begin to feel a bubbling up within you. Let me tell you, that is God. But they looked at Moses and they said, Moses, what we're going to do is we're going to let you go on up. They became afraid. And then, this is what the Lord said in verse 29. Oh, that there were such a heart in them, and that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Go say to them, verse 30, get you into your tents again. 31. But as for thee, talking to Moses, Stand thou here by me, and I will speak unto thee all the commandments. Now, can you imagine sanctifying yourself, being prepared to hear from the voice of God? Can you imagine the awesome power? You can just see the clouds gathering. You just know that there's light, and you know the power of God. He's so uh, awesome. I'm serious. The presence of God still is just as awesome today as it was in those days. But you know what happened? They chickened out. And they said, Moses, you do it, and, and we'll listen to you. And God told them, he said, go ahead. Go say to them, get into your tent again. I'm not going to the tent. You hear me? Judy Shaw is not going back to the tent. When God has promised that he's going to come down, and he's going to speak to us, and he's got a revelation, and he's got a deliverance for us, and somebody say, go to the tent. I'm not going. I'm not going to the tent, but I'm going to go into the presence of God. I'm going to go into the spirit of God where I can feel his power, where I can be what he wants me to. You say, but everybody else is going. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm going to stand here and I'm going to receive everything he has for me. The Lord has abundant blessings. He's got promises. He's got deliverance. He's got healing. He's got the most amazing miracle for us. And you're telling me to go back to the tent. I'm not going. I'm not going. 
I'm going to stand here. I'm going to go into the presence of God. I'm going to feel the miracles. I'm going to see the revelation of God. Do you understand? They say, don't do that. Uh-uh. Don't you tell me. I'm going to worship my God. I'm going to worship my God. I'm going to feel his presence as it runs through the avenues of my body. I'm going to see his presence as I've never seen it before. I'm going to understand the word as he opens my eyes. But I'm not going back to that tent. Do you understand? I'm not going back. But I'm going to feel my God in his presence. I feel him now. Y'all can do what you want to. I feel the Lord and it feels so good. (laughs) Don't you tell me I can't raise my hands and praise my God. Even if it's in the grocery store and I want to raise my hands and praise my God, I'm going to do it. Even if it's in the school system, I want to raise my hands. I raise my hands and praise the Lord. Do you understand? It doesn't matter where I am. Don't tell me to go to the tent. If I want to praise God at the service station, I'll praise my God. You understand the presence and the power of God is there for you. Praise the Lord. But don't you step back. Don't you step back. But you worship the Lord. You worship the Lord as you've never worshipped before. And what happens? The windows of heaven are open. It's the most amazing thing. How that God just begins to pour out his blessings. And things that were really bothering you, he sends a healing. You don't even realize it because you're just praising God and you're feeling so good. But all of that hurt and all of that bitterness and all of that pain as you begin to praise the Lord just oozes right out. Amen. Amen. Doesn't matter what you need. Doesn't matter what it may be. I want every blessing that God has for me. And you better be careful. I'll take yours if I have a chance. I will not let a rock cry out for me. I will not, I will not let that rock begin to praise God when Judy Shaw, who God has blessed abundantly, who he has restored over and over again, who he has forgiven, who he has blessed, who he has given miracles, he supplied every need, and me let a stupid rock. I even worry about these precious young people. They're excited. They're hilarious. I love it. Up here singing and raising their hands. Don't you think you're going to out-worship me? I'll do it too. You understand? May not understand the tune. Doesn't matter at all, but I can praise the Lord. We were in Texas four years. We had Spanish churches. Did not know what in the world they were singing. Had no idea. Didn't need to know. Praise God, I'll tell you what, I was singing about my God. And they were singing all this wonderful Spanish music. And they were jumping and I was saying, I love you too. You're my God. You're my Savior. Love you too. I'm not going to let them out praise God. I'm not going to let them praise the Lord. I have a relationship with God. I have a, a, a deep relationship. He's my best friend. Amen. And he has something for me. Amen. Amen. God's got it. I want to hear his voice. I want to see his face. I want to feel his presence. You know, those two guys that got blessed, let me tell you, you can get blessed at home. 
It doesn't have to be in the tabernacle. To be honest with you, and I enjoy praise and worship. I sing at home by myself. Don't carry a good tune, but I sing at home. Oh, I'm good. I mean, I can forget the words and it doesn't even matter. I mean, I can because I begin to sing about his amazing grace. I begin to sing about, oh, how I love Jesus. I begin to sing how that he's break every chain. Lord, there's not a bondage in my life. And I can begin to sing about that at my house. And I want you to know the presence of the Lord will come down right there in my living room, right there in my basement, wherever. And I can feel the power and the presence of God as he breaks every chain. The presence of the Lord is upon them. No going to the tent. You're not either, evidently. There's a story that I love. It's in Mark 8, 22 through 26. You already know this story. It's about the blind man where they were asking Jesus to heal him. And so Jesus took him off. Now, the funny thing is, and he's going to put it up so you can read it. The funny thing is Jesus took him off. And for anointing, we have fresh olive oil. Who knows what Jesus did? Spit. Yep, spit to anoint his eyes. I can just see the church healing line dissolving. I need to be healed. You're not going to spit on my eyes. This is true. That was Jesus. Y'all think we do some unusual things. Uh, But he spit on his eyes. Now I'm going to tell you something, folks. If you're really in need and if you're really hungry for God, spitting on the eyes doesn't matter a bit. Doesn't matter at all. To feel the power and the presence of God, to receive his healing virtue, help yourself. To feel the glory of God, help yourself. But Jesus spat upon his eyes. Now, he prayed for him, and then he said, what do you see? God wants you to be honest with him. By the way, he knows the answer already. If you say, God, I'm still hungry. Lord, I still need that healing, a complete healing. God knows the answer. And you need to be honest with the Lord and saying, God, I've still got a seed of bitterness. I've still got some unforgiveness there. God, I've still, you see this, and I want 100% complete healing. But he, he looked at me, he said, what do you see? And he said, I see men's trees walking around. This, now I'm going to tell you something. If you're blind and you suddenly see a movement or something, you can get excited with that. You can. You can get excited. Oh, I can see. I I see some shapes over there. Oh, my goodness, I was blinded. I tell you, I was blind. And I see some shapes over there. But my God, when he does something, he does it right and he does it complete. Do you understand what I'm saying? He is not a halfway God. He is the great I am. You don't have to question his ability. He's in control. You don't have to question what he can and cannot do. He knows exactly what you need. I want you to know this. But he said, I see men as trees. And then the blind man, he didn't leap and run away from Jesus, but he stayed there for a second touch. More, more, more. I want you to know God has got more 
for every single one. He's got more than this. He's got more than you ever imagined. But you see, sometimes it's easy to go ahead and come down and you start feeling the presence of God. You get a good blessing. And then you feel, this is true. Y'all know we do this. Oh, we're just getting so blessed. And you feel people. You didn't look. You feel them leaving the altar. <laughs> Whoa, they're getting up now. So I guess I need to stop too. No, you don't. No, you don't. More than this. I challenge you to say, I want a double portion. I don't want just a touch. I want a complete double portion. I want it for God. I feel you from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I want to feel your power. I want to feel your presence, God. I want to feel your anointing as I've never felt it before. And I want you to know when we start saying more than this, when we're honest with God and we say, God, you see the needs of my heart and you stay on your altar and you don't jump up and leave, I want you to know he's got it for you. You're going to receive the double portion. You're going to receive the blessing as you have never received him before because that's the way our God works. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that exciting? That's our best friend. That's the one that we get to pray to at 3 o'clock in the morning and he doesn't even fuss at us for waking him up. You know, he doesn't sleep nor slumber. That's our God. That's our God. Praise God. I want everything he's got for me. I want a double portion. I do. I don't want just halfway. I don't want to do anything halfway. But I want a double portion. And I want you to know whenever he comes down and he touches me, I don't want to say, I can see men as trees. But I want to do like I did whenever I had multiple sclerosis and I was 98% blind in this eye. And I want you to know I went running around the church and I covered the good eye. I had the bad eye that they said would never see again, that they said was 98% blind, that they said that there was no cure. You know, they that said these things, I want to stay and I want the double portion so that whenever the power of God comes down and the healing virtue begins to flow through my body that I can cover and I can say I can see I can see I can see I can see and I can see everything clearly because God had a complete miracle not just for me but for every single one of you what is it you need today what would you like for God to do for you no situation is hopeless Yeah, but Sister Judy, you don't know what my children are doing. No situation is hopeless. You You don't know our marriage. It's gone. No situation. Yeah, but the doctors have already said there is nothing that we can do. Why is it we turn to God whenever he's our last resort? He's our first resort. You don't know my God. I've even told them this before. You don't know my God. You don't know who I serve. Amen? Because you see, the Spirit of God is upon me. Doesn't it feel good? Oh, to feel the power of God. Doesn't it feel good? Just to feel that peace and that strength. What do you want the Lord to do for you? Let's stand. I don't want just a streak of glory. I don't want just a slight thrill whenever we come to church. I want the... Shake it. Take me. 
complete surrender of God. I want the total blessings. I want everything that he's got for me. I want more than this, Lord. You're the one. You are the one that knows the needs of your life. You know, we're great. Boy, I tell you what, we could give away some Oscars and some Emmys because we walk in the door sometimes just so strong and ha-ha and happy. But God sees within that heart a need, a broken heart. He sees these things. And I want you to know God can heal you today. God can give you victory today. I want you to know whatever you leave, you can be like so full of the power and the presence of God that you can't shut up about it. Amen. You got to tell them, did I tell you what the Lord did for me? Have I told you what I did, happened at church? Have I told you how God blessed me? But that's going to be up to you. They're going to put on some music. The altar's open. It's my favorite time of a service. This is my very favorite time. And we start with the members. Y'all come. Let's go. Let's set the example. And let's talk to the Lord. Amen.